the best of the week on Relevant Radio. 888-914-9149. Let's go to Laura now in Phoenix. Good morning, Laura. Hi, good morning. Uh, my question is, why does the Catholic Church do infant baptism? Great question. So we know that baptism is necessary for salvation. The Lord said in John chapter 3, when speaking to Nicodemus, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven without being born of water and the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, uh, when the the apostles were preaching to the assembled crowds in Jerusalem, this is in Acts chapter 2, and after Peter's preaching about Jesus, many of the people in the audience were so moved that they said, all right, what do we do now? What's the next step? What do we do? And he said, repent, and keep in mind he was speaking to adults, so repentance is necessary for adults. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. He said, this promise is made to you and to your children, to all those far off, whomever the Lord our God will call. So he tells the adults that he's speaking to to repent, because that's necessary for an adult, but it's not necessary for a child. He says this is also for children. He doesn't give an age range, or he doesn't say that it has to be above a certain age. Uh, When Jesus was being pestered by the apostles who were trying to stop parents from bringing their little children to Jesus, uh, Jesus says, do not stop the little children from coming unto me. And we come unto Jesus in a sacramental way through baptism, and so Jesus specifically says, don't hinder the children, don't prevent the children from coming unto me. And I think it's in Luke's Gospel, Laura, that the word infant, brephos, is the Greek word that is used. And this is a tiny child who's not even able to walk, so not even a toddler. And that's the term that's given there. I think it's in Luke's Gospel. I'd have to go back and double-check it. Um, And also, the sacrament of baptism replaces the ordinance in the Mosaic Covenant of circumcision. And as I know you know, eight-day-old boys were circumcised. They obviously didn't have a say in the matter, but it enacted the covenant between that boy and God. It was a real, durable covenant, and it had its effect. Now, the sacrament of baptism supersedes circumcision. In essence, it abolishes it. It makes it obsolete, because in Christ now, the effects of baptism, the supernatural effects of baptism and the grace that's given to the soul, it all the more so is powerful than what circumcision could only symbolize. So just as in the Old Covenant, infants, boys, that is, were circumcised, in the New Covenant, all infants, boys and girls, are baptized. So, I mean, there are many biblical points that I could raise, but those are, from a biblical standpoint, some of the key points. And then also the effects of baptism. This also is fundamentally why we baptize children. As it says in 1 Peter, baptism now saves you. It's not a washing of the body to remove dirt, but it's an inward renewal of the body, the regeneration of the soul. And because sanctifying grace is necessary to see God face to face, the effects of baptism, which eradicate all sin and removes the condition of original sin and wipes out any penalties due to sin, uh, and this is by Christ saving death on the cross, the soul is regenerated and reborn, and that's necessary to see God face to face. So from a theological standpoint or a biblical standpoint, those are some of the key reasons why the Church baptizes babies. Thanks, that was really good. I like especially like how you talked about the circumcision mm-hmm. and how 
I don't know if the word you use was overrides it or not overrides it. Yeah, um, it, it supersedes it. I don't know if I said supersedes. Oh, supersedes. Um, yeah, in other words, it makes obsolete the ordinance of circumcision because that was just an mm-hmm. outward ceremony. It didn't actually do what it symbolized. But in the case of oh, baptism, okay. it actually does do what it symbolizes. Okay. Also, I just want to say the reason I asked this question is because my little sister, she's not Catholic anymore, and she mm. um, is Christian, but she doesn't want to get her baby baptized. Like, she just wants to do a, like, kind of like a consecration to Jesus, like her church does that. Mm-hmm. And I think because she wants it to be her daughter's choice to, like, choose Jesus and get baptized. And I I don't know what to say, but I'll, at the same time, like, Honestly, part of me is like kind of agrees with what she's saying. Like, why would I want to force someone to do something if I don't really know if that's what they want? But I mm-hmm. understand, like, as a parent, you're like kind of you're supposed to make decisions that are good for the child, and the child can't even make, I mean, other decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Um, it, it seems to be trendy nowadays for parents to say that. Well, we're just going to not do X, Y, or Z, like baptizing a baby. We're just going to wait until the child's old enough to decide for himself. And I suppose at a superficial level, there's some you know appeal to that. Yeah. I don't think it makes a lot of sense, really, because think of all the other things that the parents are going to do with the child from the time mm-hmm. he grows up. Like, is she not going to tell her child about God? Is she just going to wait until the baby's 16, you know, a, a young woman at that point? And then say, oh, by the way, there's this there's this person named God I want to tell you about. I didn't tell you about it early because I wanted you to be able to make your own decision. I'm pretty sure she's going to tell her about God. I'm pretty sure she's going to tell her that Jesus died on the cross for her sins. So why not, you know, if she's willing to teach her child those truths, it doesn't make sense to me that she would omit as part of her parental duty the very thing that Jesus said to do. He said, get baptized. And I I don't understand why a parent would just say, well, that part, I'm just going to cherry pick, and that part of what Jesus says, I'm not going to bother with that. Um, She's going to teach her not to lie. She's going to teach her to tell the truth. She's going to teach her to be a good person. All the other things that we inculcate in our children, because they're true. But to randomly say, well, this one thing that Jesus said that we're all supposed to do I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to let her make that decision when she grows up. Well, why not all these other things? Why not let her make that decision on all these other things, like whether or not to be honest, you know, whether or not to believe in God and all the other things that she's, I'm certain, going to teach her child. You know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. That's really helpful. 